Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and you are listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. It's the best podcast in creation, but you don't have to take my word. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Affirmative. That was definitely an e-ticket. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. For a while, we didn't even have a house phone. Not to mention laser discs, high-def TV. You are listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week on the show... I mean, I, I never like doing the female voices because I, I feel like it's like, I imagine somebody just in their room listening, like, what is this guy doing? Like, you know, like, this is so not believable, you know? And <laughs> so I always feel like, you know, self-conscious when I'm trying to do like, you know, Leia or somebody like that. Try I, f- I feel like my Mace Windu is not very good. <laughs> so That's just because you're worried that Sam Jackson's going to hunt you. Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast, Facebook.com slash the GBB Podcast, Twitter.com slash the GBB Podcast, or, uh, you know, most people just say that at the GBB Podcast for Twitter, but I'm going against the grain. <laughs> you be you, man. You, I'll be me. <laughs> and we are back for another week, another great episode, and this is great. We physically haven't recorded in a while. I know that you guys have been hearing them week after week, but we... Jamie went on vacation, so we stockpiled up, but we're back, baby. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> yeah, this is an exciting one to come back to. Uh, it's the and it's you know if you listen to the show um, with any sort of regularity or um, you've heard me talk anywhere, um, you probably know that I've talked. I talk about audiobooks quite a bit, and I've mentioned mm-hmm. my daughter's love for audiobooks probably even more than my own. <laughs> um, so it's not really a secret. We've talked about it a lot on previous shows, and I've written about it. Um, but so today we've got Mark Thompson on the show and, uh, Mark is a, uh, audiobook narrator and he, he does a lot of Star Wars books. So, um, even before the, the Disney purchase, um, what are now the, the legends books, he did a lot of those. I think he's narrated something like 30 different Star mm-hmm. Wars books. Um, and he continues to do them. So, uh, if you have listened to our, um, our episode, where we did the uh, Star Wars Author Roundtable with uh, Alexandra Brack and Adam Gidwitz and Tom Engelberger, where they wrote the the new retelling, young adult retellings of the original trilogy. And if you listen to our interview with uh, Christy Golden, who wrote uh, Dark Disciple, he also did the audio for that. And I think I want to say that like since the new publishing model came out, like since Disney purchased it and they re- started the, the canon again, I think that he's done the audio for all of the, at least all of the adult novels. He did um, the Force Awakens novelization. He did Heir to the Jedi. He did A New Dawn. He did Dark Disciple. He did, um, like I said, the three young adult retellings. Um, I'm not, don't quote me that he did all of them, but uh, he sort of seems to be, at least from um, not the Disney mm-hmm. See, it's confusing, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, uh, <laughs> but the uh, in terms of publishing the Star Wars books, there are two different companies doing mm-hmm. it. Um, so, like Disney Publishing has their own imprint, uh, and they're the ones who put out the like those young adult retellings. They did Lost Stars. Um, they did all those other new young adult books. Um, you know that like Greg Rucka and Jason Fry wrote. 
but then also like Del Rey, um, who which is an imprint of Random House, is also doing their own thing. So they're the ones who did you know Heir to the Jedi, A New Dawn, Dark Disciple. Um, they've got um, Claudia Gray's upcoming Bloodlines coming out. So and I'm not exactly sure how it works behind the scenes with mm-hmm. the two publishers, like how they split things up. But I do know, you know, in terms of the new novels and the new books right. that are coming out, it is sort of divided between the two. Um, but pertinent to our guest today, Mark, he seems <laughs> to be straddling that divide and he's working on, you know, books for both companies. So um, He is the yeah, guy. What's that? <laughs> he's the guy. He, you know, well, he's one of the guy. guys, but he's the guy who does all the voices. <laughs> and if you've listened to any of the books by him, he does an amazing job. Uh, he doesn't just narrate it. He gives every character right. a, unique, a unique voice. Um, and most of the um, books are done. They're, they're like a full production. They've got music and sound effects, and and uh, they're just a lot of fun to listen to. So if you've never done it, definitely check it out. But this is it's a cool behind-the-scenes peek that we got today. Perfect. And we play a little uh, impression game with him at the end, so you'll want to yeah, stick we around do. for so that. Stick around. I stump him with one. Yes. And I was a little upset that that's, that's where I stumped him because I really <laughs> wanted to hear that voice. <laughs> you'll have to work on it for yourself. Do you mean like yeah, you, you, like, you learn the voice? Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a voice. Yeah, I'm, we're tr- I'm trying to like not be spoilery here because right. I want well, people no, to listen no, no. to it. We're going to be clickbaity. Wait to let them listen to it. Way, way clickbaity yeah. here. But like, like he doesn't have a voice because he's only in a few print appearances right. and like I wanted to hear like a professional's take on his voice. Right. Like, I could do my own dumb voice, but you know, and I did because I read those stories to my kids. Okay. So I must've given him a dumb voice. Right. But. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy. Here's the interview. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I am, I'm hopeful that this is going to be a pretty awesome conversation. Um, oh, thank looking you, forward yeah. to this one all week. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Um, yeah. And just to sort of preface why I'm not just like that creepy dude who's been waiting to talk to you. Um, <laughs> where I'm actually, I'm a huge audiobook fan. And oh, cool. I've talked about this on the show before and I've written about it. Um, and my daughter is a huge fan as well. So she she listens to audiobooks every night before she goes, like as she falls asleep, that's what she oh, has. Wow. So she has stories that she listens to. And the um, the Star Wars, the retelling trilogy that you did just showed up at our door the other day and she nearly freaked out. So she's been, uh-huh. put it on my iPod, put it on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is pretty awesome to have you on the show. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, I want to go back to the beginning a little bit. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think... You started your voice career on Daria, or MTV uh, from MTV. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That was my first ever voiceover job and kind of my first big break, I guess you could say. So, how did that happen? Because I mean, you were—it wasn't a minor like one episode character. I mean, you were there every episode. So, how did that happen? Was voice acting something that you knew you wanted to get into, or did you just fall into it? Well, in a roundabout way, sort of. Like I. For a while, I thought I wanted to be an animator because I was really into, you know, cartoons and things like that. But my best friend was a much better illustrator than I was. And I realized very quickly that I wasn't going to do it if I had to draw. (laughs) Um, But I would always mimic things on TV. And I was a big couch potato growing up. And uh, so so I always kind of did that for fun. Uh, And then I knew I wanted to be an actor pretty early on. So I went to school for acting at NYU. And they had an audition on a cork board uh, 
to call in to MTV for auditions for this cartoon. And it was actually a different cartoon. It was a cartoon about vampires. Okay. Um, and it was very odd because they had a voicemail box set up and they said, just call and leave a voice on a voicemail box. So like, <laughs> I'm like, is this a joke or is this real or what's going on? So I kind of was like leaving this, like, you know, I want to suck your blood, Igor, you know, like kind of weird, strange voice. And, I guess that was enough that they liked me. And then that cartoon never went into production, but they said, Hey, we'd like you to read for this other cartoon. That's a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, so I auditioned and, and, and I got it and, uh, and it's kind of history from there. And it just kind of, my voiceover career, I guess, snowballed from there. So, uh, but it was really, really exciting. All that. I'm just starting to think of the guy who's, or girl or woman whose voice, whose job it was to listen to all those voicemails. You know, I know. <laughs> random, random <laughs> students basically probably calling in and making all these stupid voices on their machine. Like, but can, somebody, can somebody's job. The, was, can you imagine some of the things they must have heard? Oh, there? I know. I know. <laughs> like anonymity before the internet. You could just call a voicemail message and just leave the stupid voice. <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> So you've voiced a lot of different Pokemon as well. So I have to ask you, how do you keep them all straight when you're doing it? Oh, honestly, I don't like they, (laughs) they have to have like a a database. uh, And before I go in to record, they'll, they'll play me a sample file of what it was the last time we did it. Cause it's just at this point is way too many. (laughs) So uh, I get my Tepigs confused with my Embors all the time. And, you know, so they have to, uh, they they play me a file and my friend, my my friend, the directors make fun of me because they, they feel like I have like, you know, amnesia or something or that that I I can't remember after a while. It just all goes in one ear, not the other. Well, there were, there are what hundreds and hundreds of these Pokemon. And thankfully they don't say very much. They only just say their name, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, I feel guilty sometimes taking a paycheck from them. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You, know, you, you really should. just record me and then just like cut and paste it in every episode. You really don't need to keep paying me. But exactly, it's like Groot. He doesn't say a whole lot, but yeah, you know, they make enough money off those Pokemon. I don't. You shouldn't feel too guilty. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so, as you know, we mentioned at the top. In addition to animation, you're probably at this point much more well known for narrating audiobooks. Um, but having existed and worked in both realms, doing voiceover for animation and doing straight up narration, how different is the process? Oh, it's very different. Um, I mean, for, well, maybe, maybe that's unfair. I, I think for animation, you know, obviously you're just doing the dialogue of the character that you're doing. So it's much more like a play or a screenplay in that sense. Um, and I think the thing I had to learn when I was doing audiobooks was how to treat the prose or the actual narration with a, with as much care and attention as I would, you know, dialogue in a, in, in a character voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of, I had a learning curve on that. If I'm being honest, I had to really kind of work at that because it wasn't easy for me. And I, I just wanted to kind of cut straight to the dialogue instead of, you know, uh, giving the listener, uh, the attention to detail in, in the description of, you know, what's happening emotionally or tonally in the room at that moment. And, uh, my, my director, Kevin Thompson really helped me out a lot with that. Uh, and kind of, it kind of still helps me and tweaks me along with that process. And then obviously the length, like, you know, for animation, I'm usually in the booth for about an hour. 
Yeah. Uh, and for the audiobooks, <laughs> it's like, you know, 10 a.m. till 5 or 6 p.m. for four or five days in a row. So it's <laughs> it's it's a lot more uh, physically intensive and, uh, you know, it takes a lot more stamina, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like I said, again, at the top, like I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. And I've, this is great to sort of get a peek behind the curtain because. I, I think I know what goes into it, but I really don't. So yeah. like what, you know, like the 20,000 foot view, like what's the process for recording an audiobook? How far in advance do you get a book and say, okay, this is your next project? Right. Um, well, for me, I usually get it around two or three weeks before I have to go in the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have to do is I'll, I'll get the manuscript and I have to obviously read it. Um, and I'm a bit of a slow reader, so I, it takes me a while. <laughs> Um, and then as I'm reading it, uh, what I'm doing, and I guess everybody's process is different, but what I'm doing is anytime a character speaks, I have on my iPad, uh, a, a note where I write down that character's name and then any description that the author gives me of, you know, is he a male? Is he, is she a female? Is it an alien? If it's a star Wars book, um, any physical descriptors that might give me a clue as to how that character should sound. And then what I'll do is I'll go back on a second pass and on my phone, I'll record different ideas I have for each of those character voices so that when I get into the booth and we're recording, I can really quickly play myself a reference of what that character should sound like so that I can go in and then hit their dialogue that way. Um, And then we're in the booth and uh, they'll record me and there's an audio engineer and a director and both of them are listening for any time that I leave a word out or if I invert, you know, if I flip something in the sentence and kind of go dyslexic for a moment mm-hmm. um, and, and they'll kind of, you know, make sure that all those kind of mistakes are happening or you know, not happening. Um, and we'll record, like I said, for usually about four to five days from, you know, 10 in the morning till five or six at night. Uh, and then they'll have quality control, listen to it and they'll catch any other mistakes that we may have missed. And then, uh, Paul Goodrich, who's this amazing uh, audio engineer and, and producer, or not producer, but he he mixes the with Kevin Thompson the production and puts in all the sound effects and all the music cues. If there's any droid voices or alien voices, they may do a digital effect mm-hmm. to make it sound more mechanical or you know something like that. Uh, and then they put it all together. But it's it's definitely there's a lot of people involved, <laughs> and, uh, and and a lot more than just me. And it takes a long time, but it's a uh, it's really great. And that usually, I think we record generally a month or two out from when they need to release it. So they have time to do all that stuff. Yeah. That's still not much time though. No, it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. You're right for what it is. Yeah. Uh, do you do it? Is it, is it like camera acting where like, do you have to do separate takes or is it, is it pretty much like if you get through it once and you don't flub the lines and that's what you're going to use? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, different studios work different ways. Um, I'm fortunate with Random House that they, um, and the Star Wars books specifically, that they they take a lot of time to make sure the quality is really good. So yeah. I usually get a chance to do several takes, but because the turnaround is so fast, we can't be too precious about it and we have to kind of move at a quick pace. So, you know, whereas like if you were doing a movie or, you know, a play, you'd be rehearsing those scenes over right. and over and over again. And usually when I'm recording the audiobook, you know, this is maybe the second time I've read it, you know, and I, and I have to try to get it right there. Yeah. So, so, I mean, 
th there's plenty of times where I would have liked to do 10 more takes or, <laughs> you know, or can we do it this way? And it's like, no, we, we don't have the time we got to go. And, you know, but, but there, I mean, there are some places I've worked where they do this thing called punch recording. Mm -hmm. And basically uh, to, to save money and time, you just record it straight through. And if, if you make a mistake, they stop the recording, they rewind it, they play you in and then go, you have to like <laughs> and say it right again, you know, and then there's no multiple takes. There's no, it's just, you know, it's just get all the words out without tripping over yourself and, and we'll ship it out. And, you know, oh and I, 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 I stopped working with those companies cause yeah, I just, wow. it's, it's so, you know, it's just, it, 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 it diminishes the quality so much, you know, oh, wow. and, there's not a whole lot of room for creativity there. I mean, no, you, you just yeah. have to. Okay, am I saying all the words? And I better not stumble. And oh no, the page is turning. I better not make much noise when I'm moving. <laughs> it's just, it's not fun. But I'm really blessed to work with Random House and Kevin Thompson and Aaron Blank because they really, they really take care of, especially the Star Wars books. They really want them to be the best they can possibly be. So, do you enjoy listening to audiobooks? Or does it like, is it too much insider baseball? Like, you know, you know how it all happens. So it's, you know, it's not something you enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't, don't I, feel bad. We talk about this often because we run, we do a podcast, but we both don't really listen. Yeah. To we podcasts. don't listen to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't feel bad if you say no. Yeah. I mean, I mean like sometimes I'm curious, um, to hear what somebody's going to do with it. So that, so then I like it, but like right. I, because I live in, in, in New York, I don't drive a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's not like, I, I find that most people that listen to audiobooks either do it in their car or, or when they, you know, are, are doing something else. And I, I don't have too many opportunities where I can, like I've started a few audiobooks and I haven't been able to finish them because I haven't been able to find time to like sit and listen mm -hmm. to the, yeah. hour. but my brother is like, voracious and will like you know because he has a two-hour commute to work and he just so he just lives on audiobooks and he loves it so but i haven't found a way to incorporate it uh into my schedule <laughs> yeah, no and it's 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 a valid point i mean if you don't have a long commute or time you know set aside either in a car or on a subway or doing something it it is hard to find time because yeah. it's it's not music that you can just kind of have on playing in the background right if you're, right if you're gonna listen to an audiobook you want to pay attention to the story you know yeah, and so cool. it's I mean, I guess you could do it while you're cleaning or something, you know, but I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it kind of, you need your brain turned on yeah. for it. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned something there, like you want to, you know, sometimes you'll listen to another book just to see what somebody else is doing. And it, it just, it dawned on me that in, in much the same way as when, you know, animated films, when, when CG, the CG revolution sort of took over and there was all these animated films getting churned out that these A-list Hollywood actors would come in and do these voices for these films. And I know a lot of other actors who were just like working actors were like, well, we can't compete when George Clooney wants to come in and voice right. a rabbit. <laughs> I mean, in audiobooks, it's kind of the same way. There are a lot of celebrities and A-list actors who will come in and do a, a book and they do a fantastic job of it. Sure. Um, but I'm wondering from your perspective, is that, is that cool to see because it sort of lends credence and respectability to the form as a whole or is it just like there's another job i won't get <laughs> it's a little bit of both i yeah. mean i think like if 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 a, a more well-known actor or celebrity is doing it and they you know like i guess like i get frustrated when it's commercials because mm -hmm. you know 
all the time, you know, I'll hear like, you know, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but like I'll, I'll hear like a celebrity's voice on a commercial and I'll turn to my wife and say, do you know who that is? And she'll be like, no. And then I'll say the celebrity's name and she'll be like, oh, weird, you know. And it frustrates me because the whole reason that the corporations using this big name celebrity is they think that that name recognition is going to somehow <laughs> sell more products. But the average person doesn't recognize yeah. that actor's voice. So why not give it to somebody, you know, <laughs> that because I could, I could do the read that that celebrity celebrity's doing. Right. It's just that it's their name, yeah. you know, but most people don't necessarily know that that's, you know, John Cusack or Kevin Spacey or whoever, you know. So um, so I get a little frustrated with that. But like, I think. There are plenty of celebrities that, you know, are just amazing actors. And the reason they're celebrities is because they're good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So if, if they're bringing that to a book, I can't really complain. But I get a little frustrated when it's like, you know, they're just doing their it's just their yeah. voice, you know, and it's it's and it's like, well, you know, because I, I guess and this is just maybe a style thing. But like I like for an audiobook, I I, I enjoy it when the narrator um We'll, we'll take on the different characters in the book and it's more like a one man show, you know? So, and there's, there's some audiobooks I've listened to where uh, the narration is kind of deliberately flat so that the listener can kind of do the creative work in their mind, the way that if you're reading a book, you create some of those voices in your mind. And, but I, it's, it's just, and some people prefer that because they, they feel like the character voices are distracting, mm -hmm. but I, I personally love it. Cause I want, I want to get like, you know, when you listen to the Harry Potter you know, audiobooks and stuff like that. It's like, ooh, is he, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like exactly. it kind of, it brings you in. And I, I so I, I like to, I like that experience. I'm, I'm more a fan of that. Yeah. And there's, there's celebrities that do that and there's actors that do that. And I, you know, so I, I can't uh, blame them for being good at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree though that Morgan Freeman's voice is pretty dreamy. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what I love though is you, you talk about the commercials. I love when like car commercials, especially right. is where I've noticed this, is that yep. they'll hire somebody to come in who kind of sounds like that celebrity, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you yeah. can tell that it's not. And right. again, it's usually Morgan Freeman's voice. Like yeah. even somebody who comes in like, hey, that's more no, no, no. It's, it's not. <laughs> is that the guy from 24 doing that for a commercial? Yeah. <laughs> um so something that I've I've heard and it's sort of an awful perspective to have, and especially from a parent, you know, that you hear it with comic books a lot, you know, like comic books aren't really reading because there's too many pictures and you hear it the same thing with audiobooks. like yeah. listening to a book is not really reading. Right, um, right. How do you respond to that? Like, do you, do you ever get parents come up to you like at conventions or something and say something or like, no, I mean, most of the feedback I hear is pretty positive. Um, I mean, I get bothered by that. Uh, I mean, obviously reading is important because it is a different skill in terms of, you know, being able to see the words and, and, you know, pronounce them and all that. So that, that, that's great. But when I, 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 I get a little bothered or irritated when people seem to say that that is stunting children's creativity or, or, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, like with anything like like I, not just audiobooks but even like video games and television programs i think what's great about books is that they open your mind to different perspectives or different viewpoints and you can do that with a television program you can do that with a movie you can do that with a video game you know like there's um and, and there's good books and bad books in the same way there's good tv programs and bad you know there's mm -hmm. there's you know kind of derivative redundant you know books that you know are not very, you know, <laughs> creative or new. And 
And if, if that's all you read, then that's not, you know, the same thing as reading, you know, yeah. war and peace or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, and I, and I think that the media, the medium is not what makes something special or, or educational or beneficial. It's, it, it's what's behind it. It's what, what you do with the medium, you know? So I think that there, there can be great educational and inspirational and, uh, audio books, just the same as books, you know? And, and so I, you know, I, I think it's, I think both are, are, have pros and cons, you know, for what they are and both can be appreciated in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they spark a different part of your imagination. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I see yeah. it with my daughter, my daughter loves to read. She loves to read books. She reads comic books and she listens to audiobooks. And I think for her, they're all the same thing. They're just different. Ver- I mean, which is true. They're all just different versions of the same thing. But, you know, she, you know, for her, it's but like kids, they want to hear the same thing or read the same thing again and again and again. Yes. She'll fall asleep, you know, listening to the same book for like three weeks at a time, you know. Right. And so she knows that story intimately, you know, and she could repeat passages, entire passages from it. Something that just reading it once maybe won't give you, you know, it really right. is an immersive experience. Yeah. Um, so you, when you do a lot of different Star Wars books and something that we're wondering, uh, when you do different ones by different authors, maybe different publishers, do you keep the voices consistent with each other or do you try to work on them and tune them every single time you do it? Um, well, for, for the Star Wars books, I definitely try to keep them consistent book to right. book. Um, and I have like a catalog of voices uh, on file that I've that I've done in the past to try to to do that. I mean, obviously, different authors bring different aspects of those characters to the table, so mm-hmm. uh, they they will change based on the situations they're in or the circumstances they're in. Uh, but yeah, I try I try to keep them as consistent as possible. When you when staying with Star Wars, when you're working in that universe. Um, you have a lot of characters that are already have very established sounds, you know, I mean, there's, you can't really change Admiral Akbar. you know, you can't right, right. really change, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Han Solo can really only sound so different from how he, right. we know that he sounds. Yeah. Um, do you enjoy doing those, like doing, doing sort of impressions of those characters or do you prefer the characters that are brand new and you have a lot more freedom in developing how they sound? Um, I like both. Like I, I, I mean, sometimes when I have to do an impression of a character that's already existed in the films, mm-hmm. it's a little daunting, and yeah. it's, I, I get a little nervous because, you know, obviously the listener has, you know, a cemented idea of what that character should sound like, and if I don't get in the ballpark, uh, it'll be totally distracting from the story. Like right. it'll be really, you know. Um, so, so I, and as a, especially as a star Wars fan, I really want to do honor to those voices. And when we were recording the force awakens, I was, uh, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself because the movie had not come out yet. And I didn't know what a lot of those characters were going to sound like, you know, so I was really desperate to try to, you know, come as close as I could. And so like every trailer that came out, I was like, huh, you know, <laughs> like, what was that? And, you know, and, uh, I found like some toys of somebody had recorded, you know, Captain Phasma at the toy store, the talking helmet. Awesome. I was like, hey, what, what two, one, eight, seven. Okay. You know, so like, uh, so I was trying to get as close as I could for a lot of those. Um, but then it, there's also a, but then there's a freedom 
when there's a new character and I get to just totally play in the play box, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just like, and, and, uh, and just, I, I, it's fun to create something totally new that maybe someone hasn't heard before and just go off of the clues that the author gives me. That's very rewarding. Uh, when I come up with something that seems to gel yeah. with what the author had in mind. Okay. So, I got, I got to go back to what you just said though, because it, it kind of blows my mind that when you do the, something like the force awakens before it came out, they didn't give you any sort of reference <laughs> for these characters. Well, okay. So eventually they did, but because security was so tight, um, like we, we basically started recording without any real, like other than what was in the movie trailers. Yeah. And then like, eventually they, they did get us some references and we, we went back and re-recorded. Like, I think, uh, I think Tasu Leach, we went back and recorded, um, or who, I can't remember who the Kanji club guy is, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was Tassie Leach. That was Tassie Leach. Who, yeah. And who was the other guy who was like, uh, Bal- the, the Irish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one <laughs> we had to go and re-record. And I was like, really? This is what he sounds like? Was like <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so so eventually we got those references. But it was one of those things where they were so nervous about anything uh, getting released to the public that they were, you know, and rightly so, they want to protect the story. So I, yeah. I do, I understand. But, you know, it was it was a little nerve wracking for me because I so desperately wanted to make it right, you know. <laughs> well, sure, and I would imagine that they would have wanted it to sound right too. So. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and so yeah. and eventually, like they got us on Carplot and they got us all the new voices, and it, so so it was we were able to kind of make sure that stuff got in there. But yeah. but you know, it's like like the way that there's certain line readings even that like the way like because even though I had Ray and Finn from the trailer when you see the movie, there's certain ways that they say those lines that will now be iconic, right. you know? Right. So the way that I did them in the book were not exactly how they do them in the movie. And so then there's that part of me, it's like, oh man, you know, <laughs> but I just, my director was like, listen, there's no way you're going to get every line exactly the way it's done in the movie. So just, you just have to have fun and do your interpretation of it and, and enjoy yourself. And so eventually we had to just kind of loosen up and say, yeah, you're right. We're just going to, we're, yeah. this is our interpretation of it. And, you know, yeah. When you have something that's less secretive, I guess, and I mean, even still within the Star Wars universe, how closely do you work with the authors? Do the authors ever sort of weigh in on how they think a character should sound? Uh, not really. And I, I mean, obviously they weigh in with their writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's mainly a time issue. I think if we were to go back and get the author's approval for every voice it would just slow the whole process down and uh, it would be too many cooks in the kitchen at that point. So um, I think they, when they sign off and say, we're going to let you do an audiobook, I think they end up kind of having to give creative control over to them, you know, within reason. Like sure. I, th- I think there are certain things that, I mean, obviously we go to them for pronunciations, but even then it's like Lucasfilm has their story, you know, like Leland Chi and all these people that kind of, look over those things and kind of, because they have to make sure that those pronunciations fit in with how Mm -hmm. other stuff is being done. So, um, but I mean, I mean, usually the authors kind of make their intent pretty clear in the way that they write the character and the way they describe them. So we try to really honor that as much as possible. Um, 
and you know, but it is scary because you know, mm-hmm. uh, most of the authors that I've had contact with are are pretty complimentary. But I'm I'm always nervous that I'm going to do <laughs> something that's so you know not what the author wants, and then they're going to you know hate it, and you know so blackball uh, you. Well, from I, I was just thinking, imagine the guy that did the or the woman that did the voice for the Harry Potter books, you know, submitting that to J.K. Rowling, like, oh yeah. my god, is she going to like this? <laughs> right, you know, so it's like. I, I, you know, I, part of, I, I guess I, I could reach out to them on my own, but then there's right. that for me that's nervous. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if they don't like anything that I've done? Right. <laughs> are, are there any characters that you just cannot do? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I, uh, I can't think of any right now, but like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I never like doing the female voices cause I, I feel like it's like, I imagine somebody just in their room listening, like, what is this guy doing? Like, you know, like, this is so not believable, you know? And so I always feel like, you know, self-conscious when I'm trying to do like, you know, Leia or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, th- I mean, there's, there's some where you just have to kind of do your best and, and try. I, f- I feel like my Mace Windu is not very good. <laughs> so That's just because you're worried that Sam Jackson's going to hunt you. Oh yeah. That- <laughs> Is this man? <laughs> <laughs> do you do impressions outside of Star Wars, just on your own, or is it just something you did for the reading? Mainly for the reading. I mean, you know, for I'm not, I'm not like. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of voiceover guys that will have like dueling Christopher Walken right. competitions, and you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, I do it for fun, but I'm, I'm not at their level. Like, I'm not like you know, like a like a Jay Farrow or uh, who's the guy who does. Um, Ah, well, Kevin Pollack is awesome. Yeah. And then uh, who's the guy who does Madden? What is his name? Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he used to be on and he's awesome. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got something lined up for the very end here. But I, first, I want to ask, um, behind you on the wall there, I see that you've got a whole bunch of race medals. Are you a runner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, good eye. <laughs> Are yeah, you marathons or halves or what do you run? Well, I've done two marathons, uh, and then almost like like I think like eight or ten halves. Okay. And I'm actually doing the Star Wars half marathon this weekend. The, oh, excellent! Oh, nice. the one in Florida, the dark yeah, Florida. yeah, nice. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about. that. I really wanted to do that, but I uh, I just couldn't justify another trip down to Florida. We were just there like two weeks ago. So. <laughs> oh, fun! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I ran my first marathon last year. Oh, cool. It was one of those things that I was like, you know, it's been on my checklist for years and years, and I've just never done it. So I remember crossing the finish line and going, oh, never have to do that again. I know. <laughs> I, I would have stopped at one, but my wife is, like, incredibly, like, competitive and driven, and oh, she wow. wanted to do another. And I, I, oh, it, was the one, it was the hardest thing I've ever done physically. It was so intense. I'm glad I did it, but it was like. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm glad I've done it. You know, I can say that I've done it. My time yeah. is not what I wanted, but you know what? It's done. <laughs> So, right. so Boston's not in your future, Jamie. No, I, you know, I think in terms of races, I think the half is a perfect length. Yes, yes. It's it's, it's long enough to be a challenge, and it's um, you don't need to train your butt off for a year. You don't have to right. go out on the weekends and run twenty miles an hour, twenty miles a day. Yep. Um, so the half, I, I, you know, I've run a bunch of halves, and I'll probably continue to do those, but I don't know yeah. if I'll ever do another marathon. That's cool. <laughs> um, so. We've got a um, 
challenge here for you. Okay. I know that you do a lot of voices, and you probably have to do this a lot. But what we wanted to, instead of saying, oh, do Yoda, do Yoda, um, I tried to think of completely random characters that have very <laughs> unique sounds, and we're trying to stump you. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, we'll try our best. All right. Justin, you want to go for it? You can start. All right. Can I just pick out of the list? Just, just, yeah, just pick from the list. We don't need to do all of them. I just pick Okay. I, I want to see if you can do Jar Jar. This was so excited that you asked me to do Jar Jar. Why are we going to offend the podcast listeners? <laughs> oh, they do not like some new. That was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a good place to start. All right. How about uh, Salacious Crumb? Okay. Hey, Slimo. I want to ride up, but I want to be a pod racer and be a Jedi. <laughs> nice. I like that you snuck in the Slimo. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like the best put down ever. Right. <laughs> how many more do we want to do, Jamie? Oh, we can just do a couple. Okay. Uh, how about Lando? And Solo, you old smuggler. Why, I ought to smack you in the face for taking the Falcon away from me. <laughs> this is amazing. I I, would just, I wish I could do one of these voices. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got one that I don't know if you've ever voiced, and you may not even know who he is. Depending, well, actually, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably know who he is. But let's see if you have a voice up your sleeve, Jackson, the six foot tall green rabbit from the, the original Marvel comics. Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Oh, uh, sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> See, I was really wondering. You threw that one in on purpose. That was a total curveball. Oh, uh, we got you. Had something for it. Totally yeah. obscure curve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 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 Bib Fortuna. Wanawanga. Edua Chaba. Eh, Chaba. Wanadowanga. Eh, Wanamana. Awesome. All right, Justin, pick one last one. That'll be it. Okay, this we'll one give, is give probably, the poor guy a break. This is give him a break. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a really intense one. BB-8. Oh, BB8. oh <laughs> man, you can't do that. Can you do that? I don't know. How... <laughs> <laughs> See, we can have them. They can be. We can be friends here. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, we've got the little uh, Spiro nice. BB-8s kissing each other through the screen right now, for those of you who can't see. <laughs> the thing where he watches uh, Force Awakens? What's that? Did you do the the, the thing where you he sits down and watches Force Awakens with you? I haven't yet, because we watched, I got an advanced copy, and we watched it before they made that announcement. Uh, so I haven't gone back to do it yet, but I need it's to. It's really fun. It's really cool. I've heard. I've heard it's yeah. a lot so, of fun. So what, is, what does he do during it? He like you know reacts to different things like in the like you know he'll like when he sees himself he's like <laughs> and then like you know when Kylo does something bad he's like Wah. and then, like his head goes down awesome. and it's really cool. It's yeah, really I've cool. heard it's a lot of fun. We got to do it. It's not like I'll never be watching the movie again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much. This yes, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, good. It was really fun. Thank you, guys. 
that's it for this week on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. And that was such a fun interview, and it, it was really it's something you don't really get to see behind the curtain of. You know, I never would have thought to, uh, you know, look into how audiobooks are produced and made. And it was really interesting talking to him. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've had on a lot of voice actors who work mm-hmm. in animation and it's, when you think about it, it's really not all that different no, in terms really. of, in terms of what professionally, what you have to do. If mm-hmm. anything, like, like Mark was saying, audiobooks are much more of a time commitment right. professionally. It's like dozens of hours you have to spend reading <laughs> this book versus, you know, like a few hours right. to go in and record an episode for a show. Now, can you imagine that the process that he uh, described in the podcast um, about you just, the one where he just has to say it and hope he doesn't miss a word. Can you imagine if that's how we had to record our podcast? I think we'd be in trouble. <laughs> we would be in so much trouble because we leave so much in the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many times when, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, say at what point this just happened, but you know, in our intro, I kind of blanked on something. Yeah. <laughs> I may have, I may have uh, dropped an expletive or two and right. Justin did his amazing editing <laughs> job and then we just carried on. But yeah, imagine if we had, okay, rewind it back. Let's, Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, start talking Go. Perfect. So, um, thanks, guys, for coming by week after week. Thank you for listening, and we have some really fantastic interviews coming up. So, be sure to subscribe. Be sure. I sound like a, a ad. Be sure to. Yeah. But wait, there's but more. But wait, if you hit subscribe, you'll get a you'll get nothing but our lovely voices interviewing great people. Get nothing. <laughs> They get a wonderful episode yes, every a well week. well-produced, great interview. And no, I mean, you know, if you, yeah, I'll stop. Nice. Okay. <laughs> digging that hole, Justin. Yeah, keep digging. Keep digging. So if you want to connect with us, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook, at the GBB Podcast for both. And I am at 140JustinC on Twitter. And I'm at the Roarbots on Twitter. <laughs> and you can find us other places with those handles in some degree. So hope we're gonna make you do, look do your homework and look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great week. Take care. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com/slash geekdad.